We're live. Welcome to Funnels and Follow-Up. I am Barry Cohen. Yeah, we know that. I'm Catherine Cohen. Welcome to the show that talks about funnels, the funnels that bring people into your business and follow-up. How do you turn someone from a prospect to a client and from a client to a raving fan? This is the most important thing in your business and the most important way of doing this in your business is, I think I, I'm a little echoey, but the most important way of doing this in your business is in fact with the copy that you write. So our guest today hails from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, y'all. Baton Rouge, Louis. I don't even know if that's a good Southern accent. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, y'all. Use guys. Use guys, y'all. She started her first company at age 25. I, at age 25, was partying hardy, but, you know, whatever. Um, her work has reached millions of people around the world, quite literally millions of people around the world. And to date, she has helped her clients collectively generate. And she she tracks this stuff. Okay, Jen tracks this stuff. $14.1 million in sales, little math whiz. She is a world traveling homebody. That's right. She loves to travel around the world, but she loves to be a homebody too. She's absolutely adorable. She's a copywriter and conversion specialist. Her mission to help you profit from high converting copy. So your life revolves around your joy, not your laptop. So Bauer, bring her in. She's in. Give me a warm welcome for Jen Myers. <laughs> yeah, I always do that to you, Jen. You I, how many years do I know you? And I always, instead of saying Mayor, I always say Meyer, and that is so wrong because I love and adore it's you. Correct. You say it correctly. It's Myers. It is Myers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh well. Yeah. Well, thanks for screwing us up all these years. <laughs> no, you guys say it right. It's Myers. Uh, you're one of the few people who actually say my name correctly. So I really appreciate it. And I'm really excited to be on the show. So, uh, so yeah. excited to have you and, and all the fun things that we're going to be doing with you this week. Yes, we've got tons planned. We've got now, tons I, want, planned. I want you to know, I was able to see Jen in the waiting room while you were saying y'all and went into use guys. She's like, no, <laughs> what is this you guys? Guys, no. Um, yeah, we say y'all. It's just y'all. Y'all. You did great, Catherine. Your southern accent is good. Thank You'd fit you. Right in. Yeah. Southern New York accent. Perfect. <laughs> southern New York accent. So on the surface, you guys are a copywriting company. You provide coaches, creatives, healers, and business owners with the tools, knowledge, and confidence to craft profit-worthy client-attracting copy. Profit worthy. I love that. What is profit worthy? What is worthy of profit um, it, it versus what's not worthy of profit? Let's start with that. That's a great question. Uh, so let, from, let me throw you off completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of copy, um, you, if you're going to attract profits, it needs to do a handful of things. Um, your words need to be able to connect to your client's heart, mind, and soul. Um, and by that, I don't, I mean, um, of course, on like a fun woo-woo level, but more importantly on um, strategically, does it make sense to your client what you're talking about? Does it connect to their pains, problems, desires, and dreams? Um, and does it also uh, align with their personal core values and mission in the world? And that's where that soul piece comes into play. And when you're speaking from that place, uh, you're, ability to attract more clients and profits skyrocket. 
So it's not all about woo-woo when you say, you know, it's gotta, it's gotta speak to the soul. I mean, even the most, even the most corporate among us has some sort of core value that we align our business with. Right. That's exactly right. So what is the throw test? <laughs> you know, throw test. Let's go right into it. Yeah. What the hell is the throw test? Um, the throw test is, so a couple of years back, I was speaking at a live event and I was not making an offer on stage. I was just talking about how to craft program titles um, and shaping that offer so that people want to sign up. And um, I happened to mention one of my programs. Like I was explaining something that I teach inside the program as part of the overall teaching for my presentation. Right, right. And from that title alone, three people came. Again, I wasn't making an offer, but three people came up from the audience with their credit card in hand and threw it on the stage. And they said, I want that program. And so I what we all teach, want in life. <laughs> so I teach my clients, I said, you want to run your program title through the throw test would by the title, by the title alone, would people want to throw their credit card at you, even if you weren't making an offer. Um, and in order to do that one, of course, they, by the title alone, people need to know, um, either what they'll get or who they'll become as a result of it. Uh, because part of my wheelhouse of strengths is writing emails that sell, how to attract clients with your emails and no email, no, even if you have the best copy in the world, that high converting profit worthy copy, if you don't have an offer to back it up, um, it's, it's going to be hard to sell anything. So we want to start with that irresistible offer, uh, that incredible offer that passes the third test. What, what's really cool is you were seeding from stage without even trying to seed and it worked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and for those that don't know that, don't get on stage regularly, when you're speaking and going to make an offer, you seed along the way. It's called seeding, where you let them know drafts, what right. you do, how you work with clients, how wonderful you are, yeah. and it leads and it all culminates in the offer. Right. That's right. But you were seeding, no offer, and people are tossing their credit cards anyway. I yeah. mean, it doesn't get any better than that or that easier. And that's the idea that that was where it came from. I was, I sat down and I was like, wait a second. I've never seen that happen to anyone. Why did that happen? I, I took a, I reflected on it. Why did it happen? I don't think it's because Jen was standing up there. I think it was more strategic, more practical that people can apply. Um, and it came down to when I asked them, why did you give me your credit card? Uh, that was my reflection was right. they, they said, I don't know what that, I don't even have any idea what I um, have to do inside that program, but that title, I just wanted that promise. I wanted oh, that. So. And, and so that's, so two things I want to bring up from that. Number one, ask people, you know, don't, don't be afraid to ask why didn't you, or why did you, yeah. you know, don't ever be afraid to ask and not in a, you know, not in a nasty way on either. Well, and, that's how you do it, Kat. Yeah. That's, that's really for me. You can um, even do that in a playful way. You could make a nasty, you can, <clears throat> you can make anything work, but. True. And then the other thing is, and, and I don't know if this this will throw off um, what you're doing now or if you even offer that program anymore, but what was the title? We're all kind of curious. As I knew you were going to ask me this. I have no idea. I don't even remember at this point uh, because it was three years ago. 
And wow. I don't offer any programs I created three years ago anymore. So okay, fair I enough. Don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, when when you do remember it, let us know because I'm going to name one of my programs that. <laughs> well, hey, just, go with what works, right? You know, just just to give our audience like the genius that is you, the genius that is me, uh, Jen. No, Jen, oh. Jen Myers, the genius that is Jen. Um, we met you at an event, and you were sitting at our table, and you were just rattling off program titles because the three day event was about creating your own online program. And you were rattling off program titles, and I have no idea what program title you came up with for us, but it was amazing. And the the host of the event that we were at, um, you had you had done some copywriting for her and came up with her program title, the event that we all met at, and that room was pretty well full. Yeah, we there were yeah, it was beyond what she had expected. Yeah. And it's all in it's all in the title. It's all in the how you're saying what you're saying. Yeah. Once you have that title, um, you you can you can now know. Okay, what? How do I explain this program? You can then shape the offer, and that informs your marketing materials, like your emails, your sales pages, uh, your opt-in pages, your free offers, things like that. And please, anybody that's watching or listening to this, come up with a great title, but make sure you have the content to back it up. Oh, yeah. 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 Because if you come up with a great title, people throw you a credit card and it's a crap program. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the tenets of uh, great copy is, well, the way I explain it is don't sell poop. Um, if you have great copy, but you're selling poop, you're, get out of here. So. You're selling poop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, in fairness, there is a company out there that does sell poop. Literally, you can mail Long story, but my nephew mailed my father, his grandfather, a package of elephant poop. Exotic and poop. That's that would be an interesting marketing poop. campaign. Send it, send it to people. You could send it anonymously for months. My father thought I sent it. So, bottom line Barry is, if you do sent me that poop. If you do send poop, make sure you put a card in there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yours truly. <laughs> Exactly. Your favorite grandson. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I went off on a tangent. I'm sorry, but you were talking about poop and I had to go there. Come back. It's all Come good. Come back to us. Come back to us. Let's start asking Jen more questions about copy and copyright. Because, you know, let me just say this part, you know, before we get into it even more. It, you could have the best program in the world. So here's the opposite end of it. You could have the best title in the world and, and, and not have a good program. You could have a great program. And if, you're, if your title, if your copywriting, if your marketing is not explaining it succinctly, correctly, in a way that touches people, nobody's going to know how great your program is, unfortunately. And yeah, and to take it a step further, it's um, it's it's even more than just explaining the program. It's actually creating a transformation before they join. The person who sees your first email for your webinar, or even just the first, you know, doors are open for the program to the last email. A transformation needs to take place uh, so that they can feel 
you know, like this is going to work for me. This is the person I should learn from. And now is the right time. And usually they're depending on the audience. Um, and you find this out through research, depending on the audience, you understand what motivates them or what are their um, hidden objectives or blocks that are keeping them from making forward progress. And through your email sequence um, and launch sequence, you create that transformation so that people who are ready to step in uh, do. Perfect. One thing that you do that I, I love because when people are just getting started or they've been doing it for a while, not seeing much, they, they think they need to have this very corporate professional feel and look. And yeah. you say, let your weird free. Yeah. Set your weird free. Totally. Yeah. So tell, tell us a little bit more about that because I, I just love that. <laughs> cool. I, yeah. Happy to. Um, so what do I want to say first? When it comes to standing out online, especially online or on a stage, um, and also amongst your peers and competition and colleagues, um, there's only one differentiator. It is who you are. If you're the face of your company, if you're the voice of your marketing and of your programs, then it's going to come down to who you are, your values, your mission, your voice. And so when I tell people to set their weird free, it, it is a way to give permission to be your quirky self and know that some people are going to be a good fit, some people aren't. It also gives you permission to take your personal real life situations and stories and experiences and turn them into um, profit rich, client attracting stories. Um, you know, a lot of people discredit or discount their day to day experiences thinking, oh, how could I turn that in an opportunity to attract a client? Um, but what I say is, let's do it uh, because people are going to relate to you um, in, you know, especially. So when it comes to setting your weird, weird free, it usually comes down to looking at what's the part of you that you think are bad traits and highlighting it more. Uh, one of my <laughs> biggest, <laughs> one of my biggest inspirations is um, Steve Martin, a stand-up comedian and banjo player. Oh, can you hear me? Yep. 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 You broke up there for a sec, but we got you. Okay. Um, did you hear the thing about Steve Martin? Steve Martin. Yep. Steve Martin. Okay. And um, so he says that, uh, uh, wait, where was I? The, so he says in one of his videos that I was watching how he <laughs> loves the idea for a stand-up comedian instead of going with like what makes them unique or what makes them special, really just writing what makes them, what are their bad traits and leaning in on that. Um, he, for, he gives an example of, you know, ask your best friend, what are my best traits? And maybe they'll say, oh, you're so kind and loving toward people. I just love it. And he goes, then ask them, okay, what are some of my worst traits? And they'll say, oh God, but you are so messy. You're just, unorganized your desk is always a mess and so if you the way i translate that into your copy is if you lean in into those unsavory uh qualities that you have people are going to be able to relate to you more these these are the stories that people are like oh my gosh she's a human or he's a human i can relate to that and look he oh, oh wow we lost her yeah unfortunately this is what happens um sometimes in uh uh Technology. Technology, yeah. 
So that's okay. I'm sure we'll get her back here in just while, a second. While, oh, here um, we go. While Jen is coming back, oh, there she is. We got you, Jen. We got you, Jen. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah. we can. Okay, I'm I'm gonna switch my internet. See if that helps. Okay. Okay. In the meantime, Catherine, go ahead. You were saying. I was saying, so Jen's company is based off of three main pillars, ease, simplicity, and clarity. Clarity is huge. I mean, ease and simplicity are great. Clarity is huge. It doesn't make difficult things easier. If it, if it doesn't make difficult things easier, our clients' lives simpler or turn their copy confusion into copy clarity, Jen and her company just doesn't publish it, create it, suggest it, or offer it. Um, which is huge. And, and see how excited she is to be back with us. I was talking a little bit about like you and your, and your philosophy and everything, but let's continue with uh, there, Steve Martin and asking people, yeah, what are your flaws? What, you know, yeah. what is it about me that like drives you crazy or whatever? Yeah. So asking your friends, what are your greatest qualities? And then what are some quirks uh, or your, your weaknesses? Um, and for me personally, it's that I second guess myself a lot. And I find that people can really relate to that, especially because of the industry I'm in or the expertise that I have. Um, although it doesn't feel like an expertise, it feels like something I've worked really hard at, but um, it it helps to normalize their experience and go, oh, wait, I second guess my copy too. And so when I share that, oh God, sometimes it takes me 90 minutes to write an email because I just am not in the zone or I'm not inspired. And that's why I had to create a workflow so that when I'm not in the zone, it helps me get it out faster. Um, they can go, oh, I've experienced that same thing. So she's not just like somewhere floating on a cloud going and everything's easy for her. So looking at those quirks and how they how they uh, could help normalize your client's experiences and how they relate to your client. You right. want to pick one that makes sense. Absolutely. And, and what I'm going to say is if you are going to ask your friends what are my least favorite traits of yours, first of all, have a thick skin. And second, the, your only you can response, say, please be kind. Yeah. yeah. The only response you should have is thank you. Thank you. You yeah. shouldn't try to explain it because you're doing this basically for market research. Yeah. So yeah, accept right. it, take it in and then, then own it. That's right. Yes. And when I did it, I said, please be kind, be gentle with me. Um, and it was, when they said it, it was a head nod. Like you're going to know when they say it, be like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do do that. Right. Right. And it's, um, it, it's so important in no matter what you do, um, for example, one of our clients is, is putting together a course on, autoimmune disease and, you know, and, and, uh, and curing autoimmune disease. Well, he went through it and not only did he go through it, you know, he, this is the smart stuff I did. This is the stupid stuff I did. And, you know, you too can be smart or stupid. So people can relate to that. You're absolutely right. People can, yeah. can go, Oh, okay. They yeah. get it. They're the not that's right. The old way of marketing ourselves as the expert in our field is I know more than you. So you need my help. And it was they're on this mountain that you have to somehow climb up to. But what people the way that the um, market is shifting, clients are getting smarter. There are more coaches on the scene. There are more 
experts on the scene. There are more chiropractors on the scene, massage therapists, you know, you name it. There's just more people starting their own business. And so people are going, hold on a second. I really, I'm not looking for the person who has something that I don't feel like I can achieve. I'm looking for someone who knows their smarts, but that I can relate to and I feel yep. safe with and connected yep. with. And so that's where um, being able to be honest and um, transparent in your marketing is what will help you stand out online because people are going to be able to relate to you and trust you. Th that's huge. That's huge because you also don't want to put yourself so high on a pillar that people don't want to talk to you. They're afraid to. Yeah, I did that. I made that big mistake. Um, I had this idea, like when I, maybe like two years into my business, I definitely got some sort of ego, like people are working with me and blah, blah, blah. Like I just had this, Yeah, it, it wasn't that sassy in my head, but um, I felt like I had to appear bigger than I was. And what happened was, is at events, I noticed that some people come up and just say thank you to me, but other people, a lot of people just didn't know how to approach me anymore. And I was like, wait a second, I am, the most introverted, shy person I know. I just want to connect with everyone. Why are people, someone, one of my best friends for the longest time, she said, I just was really intimidated for you by, for a while, by you for a while. And I was like, me? Wow. What? And Whoops, we're losing oh, her again. We've lost her yet again. We've lost her again, Jen. So I, I will say to to Jen's point, I don't know if she could hear us or not. When we first met Jen, um, she was doing the copywriting for some of the biggest names on the speaking circuit. Yeah, absolutely. The biggest ones out there. And I was like, I don't know if, I, if I'm at the level to work with her, if um, she would want to work with me because I'm not at that level. So, you know, it really makes it obviously once we met and met her and started talking to her, it changed. Uh, but the initial impression was, I don't know if I can work with this person. Yeah. When you, when you mention some of the names and that's, and that's a hard thing and Barry, I don't know if we, okay, so there we go. And that's a hard thing for anybody in business to do because you want that recognition, you know, you want, and some of the people that she's worked with, Alina Vincent, uh, Christian Michelson, um, you know, so she's, she's done copywriting for these big shots, if you will. You want that, um, that badge of honor, but you don't want to say to people, um, Hey, uh, you know, you have to get to a certain level before you can work with me. And I think Jen does a really, really good job, a really great job of saying, okay, I've, I, I'm just saying nice things about you, Jen saying, okay, I've done work for these people. I was talking about that. You've done work for Christian Michelson and you've done work for Elena Vincent and everything. And you've, you've done a really good job of, you know, saying, Hey, these are the people that I worked for and with, and at the same time, you're very approachable. And I think, you know, yeah. that to your, to your point before is you need that credibility, but you need that approachability as well. Definitely. Um, you want clients to approach you, right? <laughs> like that's the idea. Yeah. Um, and first I want to say thank you for being patient about my internet. Um, we're going through some weird stuff. So I'm, I am now hooked up to all sorts of hotspots. So you should be good to go. <laughs> um, yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. The, the joys of technology, but we can, you know, we always make it work. Yeah. Um, 
Jen, let me ask you, what are some of the biggest mistakes people are making in their in their emails and their copywriting, uh, especially emails? And and what are what specific, if anything, are are people if you can identify the specificity, what are they doing to push their clients away? Yeah, this is a great question. Um, and some of the big mistakes that I see in emails, even from bigger names that we might think they have it all together or they know what they're doing. Um, one of the biggest mistakes I see is opening up someone's email and, and seeing, hey, y'all, or hey, you guys, or hey, everyone, or addressing the email as if it's going out to thousands and thousands of people and you're talking to a group when, if you think about it, you're sitting down, the, your reader's sitting down either in their car, picking up their kids from school or in the washroom, doing their business, wanting to read up on business, um, or procrastinating and just opening up an email. To right. them, it's just one person to one person. So when I see an email that says, hey, everyone, I immediately delete it. I don't want to have anything to do with that email because it's not personal. And the whole point of emails is that it feels really personal. You are, you're the closest, you're, you're as close as you can get. They're, you're on their phone. So in some cases, in fact, I think it's like 46% of people in the morning, turn over, pull up their phone and check their email. So if they're reading your email from their bed, I mean, how more intimate can you get? So you don't want it to yeah. feel like they're talking to a whole bunch of people in your bed. Right. Unless you're, unless it's a group of friends. Um, I'm, I'm going to say, unless it's like a group of friends and you're all trying to plan movie night on Friday. Well, yeah, of, of course. That's exactly it. We're, we're specifically, I, I, I hate when, I hate when like something is said and people go, Oh my God, I have to change all the way that I'm working. No, 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 no. We're talking specifically about your business emails, about the yeah. emails that you're sending out through your MailChimp and LinkedIn and Kartra and, you know, and, and all these things. And they're just like these generalized. And, yeah. and a couple of disclaimers here. First of all, don't read your email while driving. Bad. Second, if you're doing your business and reading your email, wash your hands. Use Please. soap. Please, please, please. This Sir. is informative and boosts your health. This is great. That's, that's right. <laughs> and and I personally do not bring my phone into the bedroom. It stays in my office. I actually put it on silent at night. Yes, so there. that's great. That's I awesome. don't want to roll over and start reading emails. My wife might think something's going on. <laughs> she might. <laughs> she might. So that, that is one of the fastest fixes you can make in terms of email mistakes that are happening. Um, I know that later this week, we're actually doing, we're hosting a special training we um, around the biggest mistakes and how to fix them. Um, but there are a couple others that, that I think people can apply right now, probably even today in their email to help oh, them. Tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us. <gasps> That's for great. Yeah. Um, we'll get, we'll get Thursday too. Uh, but I, another one is, um, it's called the 80-20 rule, 80% content, 20% sales. And this is for those people who, and I, this used to be me, I would only send emails if I had something to offer people. And when you think about it, that's kind of sleazy. And, and, and most of my clients, yeah. they're looking to get away from any sort of salesy or sleazy or pushy feel in their emails. And yet um, they when they feel like they need to make an offer, all they're focused on their sales emails, but it, there's a lot of um, opportunity that's being missed out when you don't send out good content leading up to it. 
So if you, you know, if you're watching this and you have a business and you're known for something with your audience, they know you for in your, in their world, you're known as the person to help them find love or help them eat healthy with vegan recipes or help them lose weight or help them, um, sign up high paying clients, whatever it is, right. Just showing up in their inbox once a week with a quick tip, they're going to see you um, as an authority in your field. And they're going to start seeing you as their authority um, in that specific arena. And the more you show up, the more you're top of mind. Why, why do we, when we think of fast food, why does everyone think of McDonald's and how does everyone know? Dun, 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 I'm loving it. It's because they are at basketball games. They're at baseball games. They're at fun runs. They're on the, on TV commercials. They're everywhere. So the more you show up in their inbox with just good, valuable content, feel good content that is actionable, um, the more likely they're going to keep opening your content and see you as something, someone other than, oh, this person just sells me stuff. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we, we always tell people, no matter what you do, make sure there's a call to action, no matter how right. small. And I think if you're doing content where you're not selling anything, I mean, a simple call to action is, hey, what do you think? Go into the Facebook group and tell us, you know, just that's right. Just, you're keeping them engaged at the same time. That's right. In fact, that is uh, alludes to one of the mistakes we'll be covering later this week. In Ooh, our webinar. I've done good, Kat. <laughs> and that's on that's going to be this Thursday, the 20th. And everybody who's watching, you know, take a look at your Facebook pages, your LinkedIn pages. Uh, we'll be doing something on YouTube for those of you who are subscribed on YouTube, a little advertisement for that. But, yeah, this is this is super important. And, you know, while while this podcast is evergreen, I do want to say there uh, uh, recently was the. The glorious, uh, if not ever expensive holiday of No Not Christmas Valentine's. Uh, and toward toward the afternoon, I went, oh, it's Valentine's. P.S. You know, I'm making coffee on Friday morning and it's about an hour into our routine. And I went, I yelled down the hall and I go, oh, honey, happy Valentine's. So that's how, you know, excited we are about Valentine's. Anyway, I sent out an email. There was a heart. Dear whatever, there's a heart, and it said on the bottom, Happy Valentine's from us to you. I cannot tell you how many people replied back and went, Oh my god, happy Valentine to you! Oh, that was so sweet! Oh, that was so nice. That was it, it was a heart, it was a yeah. heart that you know, from us to you, happy Valentine's. We, we get more engagement on something like that than when you're just pushing something, yeah, that's right. And the more you're able to send out content like that, a mix between educational content and just feel good content like that. I know a lot of people say don't send out just feel good, but there is a time and place for it. And that was one of them. They're going to feel like they're cared for beyond their pocketbook. And that's what you really want. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something I think we all need to get into a better routine. Well, not you, but us and a lot of our listeners. So we know the email is an important step in getting clients, making sales, growing business. How do I stand out? How do I, how does my email, how does my, our listeners email stand out in the inbox? Yeah, this is a great question. And there's, it's uh, two pronged, if you will. And we kind of covered that with the unleash your weird. Right. And that's for the email itself, understanding how to share stories that are entertaining, but that also lead to the call to action and them actually 
uh, taking that next step, whatever it is, whether it's reply or click or buy. Now, so that's more of the, uh, it's not necessarily as actionable that you can take uh, go for right away. So I wanna give you an, another step that you can take. Um, but so the long-term result, the long-term goal is unleash your weird, know how to express confidently your, your unique voice. Um, and the other one is you, you need to become a scientist of your email list. You need to learn and, and study um, the open patterns of your list. For example, I know that my list, um, my non-clients, these are people who haven't yet bought from me um, or haven't gone through any of my programs, they prefer direct subject lines. Um, and this is, and by direct, what I mean is essentially in the subject line, I'm telling them what they're going to get in the email. Five ways to write an email in five minutes. Uh, so it's very direct. It's very clear what the value that is going to be delivered if they open the email. Okay. Um, on, the, on the flip side, and this is, well, on the flip side, my clients who do invest in me, they prefer more of the playful, clever subject lines. Um, because now we've created a, a different kind of relationship through our work together. And so the majority of those emails are more playful. Right. Uh, subject lines. Sorry. The majority of those subject lines are more playful. All my emails are pretty playful. Um, so understanding different segments of your list, how do people, what are the patterns that, <clears throat> that my list is um, showing me? And you're learning about them. You're saying, I care enough to find out what they like, and I'm going to give them more of it. And, you know, it's so simple to do this. Like, you just pull up whatever, you know, platform you use, and you just look at look at your highest open rates and say, what are some common themes here, and why do I think this is happening? If you look at it, and it's all, like, open this name, or should you be here, or... Uh, are you okay? Then it's more intrigue and and um, curiosity inducing. But if people are clicking on those more direct ones, like my list is right. saying, here's how to X, Y, Z, or this is why X, Y, Z, then you, then you go, okay, well, so now I know that my system, when I go to write emails to my main list, I'm going to pick subject lines that are in that in what they're already attracted to in that you know, direct or clever or intrigue, whatever it is. So this put up a kind of an interesting question. I don't know if you know the answer to it or not, but you just said that your non-clients like direct, your clients like more playful, and we're talking about subject lines. And um, let me preface to our listeners, you guys might be different. Look yeah. at the analytics. Y'all, y'all, y'all look at the analytics. Data is so important. We get this information and we do bupkis with it. Start looking at it. That, that being said, do I'm a non client. I get the direct emails. When I become a client, do I start to like the playful emails? Do I not become a client because your people who are your clients like the playful emails? How does that work? I don't know. Um, I just know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, um, no, just well, I'll explain. Here, here's I'll sh here's what I can share with you. So once someone becomes a client with me, either through a program or like a mentorship or just one on one, um, 
I create a, I know that my goal as an online marketer and as someone who cares about the people I work with, I want to create an experience for them. So from that initial welcome email, um, that's where a, a new level of our relationship starts. So the whole, the way that I talk to them is even a little bit different just because now um, we both see each other in a different light. When someone pays, they pay attention. So now I, I get to say things that I couldn't say to a potential client just because they weren't ready for it yet. And, um, and in that way, I, on some, I think when I just started doing it on some level, I just thought, I don't know, they're paying me. So I'm just going to be more playful. I'm just going to try out these more playful things. And maybe because they're, they've paid, they're paying more attention. So they're like, Oh, this is a funny subject line. So I'm going to open it. I don't know. Um, but I just noticed that people really enjoyed it and it helped them not only stay engaged with the content, but we got to build a deeper relationship. And, and that's huge. I mean, you would think, okay, you know, I know that when they're not my clients, I do a, a more direct uh, subject line or whatever listeners, whatever you find in your list, but we'll use this example. I do a more direct subject line. Um, and then too often we go, oh, well, we've got them as clients. We don't have to pay attention to, uh, you know, to, to whether or not they're opening things. Well, here are some things that, you know, we want to tell you guys, if they're not opening your content, if they're not opening, um, what you're sending them out, then they're not doing, and they're not engaged enough to do, even though they paid you, you know, just because money has changed hands does not mean that people are, are completely engaged. And if they are not engaged, then they're not doing whatever it is. And I don't just mean coaches and authors and stuff. I mean, everybody out there, whether you're a CPA, an accountant, and they're not keeping their books right. When they fail, because they didn't open up your email, because they're not engaged, because your content was not good, when they don't open up your email and they don't do what you tell them or they don't do what you ask them in the way that they do and they fail, guess who gets blamed? Not them. So that's why, you know, Jen, it's, it's, I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that even after they became a client, you saw the difference and you changed your language. That's something that I think too often people fail at doing, Oh, they're my client. Yeah. There, and this, I'm going to take this in a different direction. Yes. Um, there are, force experiences that as a, as a business owner, there are four experiences that you create. You create an experience for potential clients. You create an experience for your actual clients. You create an experience for your partners, whether that's JV partners or, um, con you know, product providers um, and right. contractors, and you create an experience for your team. So when you can look at that and understand, okay, who am I talking to and what are the outcomes that we're both looking for in this particular situation? You're able to craft a message that um, helps everybody expand. And that's the idea. And what you said about, um, you know, when, when they don't follow three or they don't get the results that they're looking for it on some way as it, what you want to be able to do is look back and say, okay, what, what responsibility did I not take or what responsibility can I take now moving forward for the next clients or even backtrack and help this client because when a client succeeds, you get a testimonial or a case study that helps you attract more clients. You That's also right. get really happy people who are bettering their lives. That's the whole yeah. idea. Um, so you want to you want to be looking at and reviewing and reflecting on how can I make this better? How can I communicate better so that um, they feel 
like they can keep moving forward. Because like you said, once someone buys, that's not the end of the conversation. In fact, it's the start of a whole new one. And so yeah. you want to be able to take them through a process of helping them feel successful um, in what they just said yes to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bar, do you have uh, the URL to Jen's free gift? Um, I do, as a matter of fact. Okay. Tell us what the free gift is, shall we? Yeah. So it's 12 proven email plans guaranteed to get your emails written into Jiffy. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. Um, I created this um, in response to people asking me, I don't know what to write in my emails. And while as a conversion copywriter, there are, um, well, there are specific ways that I start writing my emails. There are processes, there's research that goes into it in, in terms of how to sell in your emails. But when people are wanting to just build that relationship with their list, and even if they're not selling anything, that's where people get stumped first is they're going, I know I'm supposed to be sending something out, but I don't even know where to start. And so I created this. It's 12 different uh, prompts, if you will, of great goodwill content that you can send out to your clients, including uh, different types of call to actions that you can include as well. And um, what I love about it is you can take these 12 and write out content again and again and again. It's not like, oh, there's only 12 different types of emails. Right. You can take this and multiply it and write an unlimited amount of emails. So 12, that's going to be three months. And then you start again. And now you've yeah. got you know, half the year and now you have, you know, three quarters of the year and the whole year. And for those who are listening on the podcast, it is as always, coincoaching.com slash Jen. With two ends. With two ends. Right. I was just about to say, Jen, I, I was just moving something on my screen to make sure he didn't put like a Jen M or something like that. No, it's Jen <laughs> with two ends. Like the people who are listening on the podcast could just see me Doing the number two with my fingers. Number two fingers. Excellent. And for those that are watching YouTube and Facebook, uh, it's in the comments section as well. It is in the comments section as well. What are we doing on Thursday? So, it, so P.S. If this is evergreen, um, if this is evergreen for you, uh, I got distracted. Somebody tried to call through my computer. This is an evergreen show which means we're not taking it down after we do our fun and exciting thing on Thursday, February 20th, 2020 to 2020, 2020, 2020 is when we're doing well, this. That's magical. It has to be magical. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for that one, Jen. If by any chance you're listening to this the day after, I am going to encourage you to download Jen, whatever Jen is giving away for free from us and to get with Jen. So you're listening to this in 2050, get with Jen. Cause she's going <laughs> to fix your copy then too. She'll be in the retirement home, but she'll be fixing your copy. What are we doing this, doing this week? Uh, this week on Thursday, we're doing a special training uh, just for you guys. So it's going to be nice and intimate um, around the big mistakes that people make in their emails that push away clients and sales. And the, cool thing is, is I'm going to be editing copies live right then and there. So if you're watching this and you'd really like my eyes on your copy, uh, get an email ready, or you probably already sent one out that you might want feedback on, bring it and you might be the lucky gal or guy who gets my feedback. All right. Take advantage. For so, the love of everything, take advantage. Use Jen. Trust <laughs> me, your email will thank you. We did a three day, um, 
it was a workshop. Okay. It wasn't like the three day events that you normally go to. This was a full on general work your ass off workshop. <laughs> that and sounds terrible. It, it, no, it was great because I, I love working and I love like getting down into the, you know, into the trenches and doing stuff. So this is what happened. She would take your copy and she would sit there up on stage and take your, you know, and, and take your notebook or your notepad or whatever. And, and take your crap copy that you wrote. And just do wonderful things with it. First draft. Took your first draft. Took your first That's draft. I said, the crap copy. She, she would take your first draft and work you through it. So the fact that you can get on this masterclass mastermind with Jen's masterful mind is just ridiculous is. And, and I know that sounds like hype, but it's not because we worked with you and that's, that's like tremendous. That's tremendous. So yeah. everybody, it's going to be a ton of fun. It's going to be a ton of fun. Um, we'll and have don't make us look bad. Show up. Don't, yeah, don't make us look bad for the love of all that's holy. Um, we, we're going to have on our Facebook page here, we're going to have all the all the information to get you. Uh, those of you who are watching on YouTube, all the information will be there. Um, those of you who are listening um, on the on the podcast, what should Bar, what should we do? We should we should have some information. Shoot us off an email, info at cohencoaching.com. Send us, us an email, email, we'll get you the information. Because if you're listening in your podcast, then chances are you're driving. Please don't try and shoot us off an email when you're driving. That's dangerous. Info And at wash your hands when you're done. Right. Info at cohencoaching.com. Do that after you've listened to your podcast or whatever. I'm over here. Thank you so much. Please, everyone sign up. That will be, it'll be just great to have you there. And I just want to say, if you're wondering why I'm laughing so much, um, I scripted some emails for Barry and Catherine uh, for this webinar. And I had so much fun for exactly this reason, the banter that you two have back and forth. Your voice is so much fun to play with. And it was so easy to write. Like I wrote the, I wrote the email and I was like, oh, this is totally Catherine. And it was just a ton of fun. Um, so anywho, you have, you two have standout voices for sure. Oh, well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And thanks for being on the show, Jen. And everybody, please um, start looking in your inboxes, start looking on, you know, Facebook and YouTube and all that stuff. Get signed up for this event. It's huge. And she will be there to help you with your copy. What more could you ask for? It's totally wonderful. Jen, as always, it's a pleasure hanging out with you. It is Likewise. a pleasure. Thank you so Hi, much, everyone. guys. Don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and all that other fun stuff. I'm not Hi. going through the whole routine. And we'll catch you next time. And we'll see you Thursday on the master class. That's right. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.